You're listening to a podcast from JNNP. Welcome to this JNNP podcast from the British Neuropsychiatry Association meeting 2013. My name is Chris Butler, a neurologist from Oxford, and I'm interviewing Rebecca Cleary, who is here from the National Hospital for Neurology and Neurosurgery um, and is talking to us today about temporal lobe epilepsy and affective disorders, the role of the subgenual prefrontal cortex. So that's rather a mouthful, Rebecca. Could you perhaps explain to us something about the uh, role of, uh, or at least affective disorders in temporal lobe epilepsy as some background to the research you've carried out? Sure. So temporal lobe epilepsy has a high prevalence of interictal. So that is when you have a psychiatric disorders in between seizures of affective disorders particularly depression and anxiety and that's often seen as a complication of the underlying seizure disorder so almost a reaction uh, to the seizure disorder but it is a definite problem and has been shown to decrease patients quality of life depression particularly more so than seizures so it, it, it represents a real clinical problem for these patients Okay, so a very important area of research. And what was the specific question that you were interested in pursuing? So we wanted to investigate a network called the default mode network that has been shown to have task-related abnormalities in activation in those patients. But we wanted specifically to see whether the abnormalities in that network was also found in patients with temporal lobe epilepsy and a lifetime history of affective disorders because that hasn't been investigated as yet. Okay, so the neural substrate of affective disorders in temporal lobe epilepsy, seeing whether it is the same uh, as it is in patients who don't have temporal lobe epilepsy. So what is the um, what is the experimental methodology that you used? So we used a modified task, an NBAC task, which is called the DOTBAC task, and where patients essentially and subjects had to monitor with increasing working memory difficulty where dots were presented to them in the scanner. And whilst they did that, so we have an fMRI paradigm with increasing task difficulty, and we wanted to see with that increasing task difficulty how that network deactivates. So does the activity in that network decrease with increasing task demands, which is not found in patients with primary affective disorders. And that was our hypothesis that we would replicate those findings in patients with temporal lobe epilepsy and a history of affective disorders. And did you replicate it? No, we didn't. We found that the network deactivated as it ought to be doing, but with an additional deactivation in a mood regulating area so the subgenial anterior cingulate cortex and this deactivation was not found in healthy controls and not found in the TLE only group so this was a main effective group and we found that that deactivation remained despite controlling for important covariates such as patients with high BDI or high BAI scores. Can you just elaborate those acronyms for me. So they are self-report indices, the Beck suppression inventory and the Beck's anxiety inventory. So we removed patients from our analysis that, that scored very highly on those because we thought maybe they were driving the effect and we found that wasn't the case. We also removed patients taking psychiatric medication thinking that it could be a medication effect and we ran the analysis and found the same deactivation in that effective node. 
And you've already told me, I think that so the group who had affective disorders compared with the group who did not, did not have worse epilepsy, were not on more medications, there were no clinical factors other than the presence of affective disorder that could distinguish them, is that right? That's correct. When we looked at the lifetime number of anti-epileptic medication, the epilepsy duration, the type and frequency of simple, complex and generalised seizures, there was no differences between the groups, so this doesn't seem to be driven by an epilepsy effect but rather an effective difficulty in these patients. So fascinating we've a a very focal area of the brain which seems to be involved in in, uh, affective disorders in epilepsy. Um, Can you tell me a little bit more about the what you know about the function of this subgenual prefrontal cortical region? In mood disorders PET imaging for example there was a paper in Nature by really the the godfather of these findings so um, Drevets and colleagues that found hypometabolism in resting state um, and this has been replicated by other investigators so it it seems to be at rest in patients without epilepsy the glucose utilization in this area seems to be lower but we don't know how that parallels or has any indication to our study because we're using fMRI and deactivation. So what are the clinical implications of this study? Do you think that treatments such as anticonvulsant medication or controlling seizures either through anticonvulsant medication or through surgery may alter the activity in this particular part of the brain that leads to um, an improvement in the psychiatric morbidity? I think that's a really important question. Um, Patients that were kind enough to participate in our experiment are undergoing pre-surgical evaluation and one thing we want to look into with my colleague Jason Stretton who was extremely important in the imaging work that we did is look at are those patients that go on to develop de novo psychopathology, so patients that have no history of psychiatric disorder before surgery but develop one following surgery, is that area a predictive area for those patients if the surgery is able to successfully treat the seizures because then we've we've got a, a longitudinal study but that's currently underway, those patients haven't undergone surgery as yet. I suppose related to that question is the fact that decreased activity in a brain area can sometimes be due to structural changes in that brain area anyway and atrophy, um, which we know in temporal lobe epilepsy can be rather widespread. I wonder whether in your group you showed any uh, decrease in the volume of the subgenual prefrontal cortex in the patients who did have mood disorders compared with those who didn't. So when we did a voxel-based morphometry analysis, we found that there were no difference in the volume of of this region between um, the TLE patient group. So it doesn't seem to be driven by a structural abnormality, but rather this is a very distinct functional abnormality. So potentially reversible. Let's hope so. Well with that um, I'd like to thank you very much indeed for your uh, presentation of this work today. Thank you very much.